Welcome to the Leftist Film Analysis Podcast. This is the third episode, and today we'll be talking about the movie Get Out, which has plenty, uh, plenty of of political themes and undercurrents, and uh, just things to discuss. Um, if you have any uh, any ideas that we don't cover, please email us at leftistfilmpodcast at gmail or hit us up on Twitter at Film Leftist. Film Leftist. And we let forgot us our know. Twitter handle. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I'm not on it as much, but you're never uh, on it. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Mitchell is the uh, is the Twitter aficionado, so um, which it, probably explains why we're so bad at it. Probably. Um, <laughs> um, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I am. Your host, Mike. Guess I'm the co-host then, Mitchell. Is that how it works? Sure. <laughs> um, we're happy to be here, and uh, thanks for tuning in. We're going to talk about Get Out. Get Out was uh, released in February of 2017, written and directed by Jordan Peele, starring Daniel Kaluuya, Bradley Whitford, Allison Williams, and Katherine Keener. Uh, there's just a litany of material here to analyze politically. Uh, there's there's just a lot going on. Uh, I think we'll be able to uh, to dive into a bunch of different themes. Um, a couple of themes that we're going to talk about today. Uh, of course, the racial issues uh, and racism in the in the U.S. Um, we're going to talk about a little bit of uh, um, the uh, kind of hypocrisy of, of, of American liberalism or, or liberalism in, in general, um, especially like white liberalism. It's just, uh, I think there are a lot of themes in here that, that touch on that. And that's a really interesting topic that I don't think has been, uh, has been really talked about enough. And so that's, uh, that's definitely one we're going to cover a little bit of uh, socioeconomic, uh, undercurrents here and, and uh, a little bit of that worked into the film uh, very very well with some subtlety but it's there um, and uh, a little bit of eugenics um, and, and how uh, um, African Americans have been used by uh, white people uh, especially affluent white people in uh, in this country for uh, Pretty much the entire time it, it has existed, yeah. unfortunately, uh, and, uh, and and some economics, you know, due to that, uh, just because they are a, a fairly affluent white family that's uh, perpetrating this whole thing. So uh, we're gonna dig right in. Uh, is there anything else you can think of that we're gonna cover that I haven't mentioned, Mitchell? Nope. I think that I think that's pretty much it. All right. Here we go. To start with, I'd like to uh, to reference uh, an article by the Guardian. Uh, written by Lanra Bakari. I sincerely hope that I'm pronouncing that right, and uh, if not, please let us know, and, and we will correct that. Uh, but it's a really, really great article um, titled Get Out, the film that dares to reveal the horror of liberal racism in America. And I think that's uh, 
That's super accurate. That is super accurate and uh, and and good for them for uh, for tackling this because it needs more coverage. Um, it, just a few few different things in this in this article. Uh, Quote, Jordan Peele's critically acclaimed low-budget shocker became a surprise hit and showed viewers a terrifying look at the fractured myth of a post-racial U.S., end quote. And I think that is, uh, that is just a great, great way to put it and uh, super accurate. If we could put that in emoji, it'd, it'd definitely be the, the two hands up with the gleam coming off of it. That's right. That's right. That's how we feel about this. Uh, here's another really interesting uh, thing that I noticed in this article. Quote, The villains here aren't southern rednecks or neo-Nazi skinheads, or the so-called alt-right. They're middle-class white liberals, the kind of people who read this website, the kind of people who stop shop at Trader Joe's, donate to the ACLU, and would have voted for Obama a third time if they could. Hmm. End quote. And that's uh, also just super accurate and, and good good for them for pointing this out and absolutely and going after this um, because I think it's just uh, it, it, it's something that not only you know not only does this film deal with the racial issues of you know the people that are that are that are already we know uh, are 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 typically racist uh, I guess I, I I could say but there's a lot of, of hypocrisy within even liberal, you know, politics that that uh, leftists are trying to, to to shine a light on and say that you know even within liberalism uh, there is racism. Yeah, so. yeah, it's it's it. I don't want to say like it's it's more frustrating. I don't know how to put it into words. But but sometimes it, it does feel like like liberals are more frustrating than well yeah because than the alt right because or or the right or, or whatever because like they're they're so close they're they're on the cusp of like having their shit together and then it's it, it's like well and they almost placate as well and, and kind of patronize and say like you know the Democrats are on your side and the liberals are on your side and on the side of, of, of black people in, in America, and that's just not, not always yeah, they'll, true. Yeah, they'll put a knife in your back soon as they so, do. Yeah, so I mean, there's there are plenty of examples of legislation even supported and, and proposed or passed by uh, supposed liberals uh, who, you know, claim to be on the side of, uh, of, of these groups that are not. Um, so, unfortunately, that is something that needs to be confronted, and uh, this article does a pretty good job of that. Uh, I would say the only uh, the only thing that I take exception to a little bit here is that uh, that the article refers to this family as middle class, and uh, I you know I, I I don't I don't I think they're fairly affluent. Um, yeah, I mean they 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 pretty much got a fucking hospital in their yeah. in their basement. Well, and he's like a supposed neurosurgeon or, yeah, or, or something like that, and that's higher up than middle class. And uh, and then, uh, and, and, and I wouldn't say it's elite. It's, but it's it's that house is pretty big, man. I don't know, but I, uh, it's not what I think of when I think of middle class. But regardless, um, sure, a really solid article, and I recommend that uh, as kind of a companion piece to this film. It's really uh, super good. And we're gonna go over the plot here real quick. Um, 
according to Rotten Tomatoes, uh, now that Chris, played by Daniel Kaluuya, and his girlfriend, Rose, played by Allison Williams, have reached the meet the parents milestone of dating, she invites him for a weekend getaway upstate with Missy and Dean. At first, Chris reads the family's overly accommodating behavior as nervous attempts to deal with their daughter's interracial relationship. But as the weekend progresses, a series of increasingly disturbing discoveries lead him to a truth that he never could have imagined. Uh, this film was recognized at the Academy Awards uh, for the uh, Best Original Screenplay. It won the Oscar for that, and rightfully so. Absolutely. I was hoping it'd win more than that, but of course it was a it was a tough year. You know, it was a really competitive year. It's a great year for for films, uh, 2017. But uh, but I'm I'm super happy for for Jordan Peele. Um, I think he's great. And, uh, and Peele is the first African American screenwriter to win the award. Um, and Peele tells NPR's Fresh Air's host Terry Gross that he considers Get Out to be a quote social thriller. Isn't that like the first of its kind, pretty much? I think so. I mean, you know, you could go back through and find, and probably find, um, something that's been done like this or something in the ballpark or, you know, but I think it's, it's probably, it's probably going to be looked at as, it, you know, if this is something that continues as a genre or, a, or an idea or concept, I think that this is kind of going to be seen as the... As the launching point, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, how cool is it to, to create like, not only like is 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 the, the film a masterpiece and, and an achievement in itself, but I mean to create basically a whole new genre for for films that that can tackle these these uh, socio and socioeconomic uh, problems that that plague um, America and, and whatnot is. That's a goddamn achievement and a half. That's right. It's uh, it's 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 great film and uh, super impactful. There's just so much going on there, and um, yeah, and there's a lot to unpack for for, for this episode. Right. Um, also, uh, Peel uh, told Terry Gross, "quote It was very important to me to just get the entire audience in touch in some way with the fears." inherent in being black in this country. Part of being black in this country, and I presume being any minority, is constantly being told that we're seeing racism where there just isn't any racism, end quote. Uh, but that's that's uh, very good, very good uh, point there. I mean, especially uh, in the South, which is, you know, of course where we are, um, a lot of people, I mean, they talk about reverse racism. You it's know, just not stuff a thing. Like, yeah, fuck all that. I mean, it's just, um, it's out there. And, 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 and I think that his film, uh, according to his words, you know, wants to make an impact on that and kind of push back on a lot of that stuff. And, and um, super, super happy about that because that's just a, a whole bunch of bullshit. Absolutely. Anybody that, any, any, white person that that claims uh, immediately upon such a such a uh, accusation those that, that say oh I'm not racist I'm the least racist person like fucking Trump uh, mm -hmm. 
he's the least racist person, and and so is literally every other. Uh, when he called my black person, he called someone my look at my black person in an audience one time at a campaign. Oh event. God, that's why Something he said like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He I said, didn't know that. I just heard the quote about. He, he basically was like, you know, I I have a black friend in the audience. You know, that's that that's the equivalent. What the, a fuck up he is. A black friend, you know, and it's just uh, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. Yeah, there anybody that that like spits that out as a, as a as a, a reaction to to being accused is 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 probably super fucking racist. They just don't want to. Yeah. And hell, they may not even know it at this yeah, point. Yeah. That I mean, I I've, I've I've run into so many people that are like, "Oh, I'm not racist." And and then they'll they'll say the most racist thing and not think anything of it. Right. There is a a casual racism that exists and also is something that needs to be talked about more and we'll, that that that's another topic that we'll we'll get into here uh is is casual racism i guess and um it's you know those comments and and those things that that people think are innocent um they may not necessarily be intending uh to call out some sort of uh you know, group of people or anything, but but they do, and uh, it's just done out of ignorance, and and it just shows that racism is so ingrained in 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 so many of the cultures of the United States, and it's just especially down in the South, it's it's hard, yeah. it's, it's fuck to escape it down here, right. because like so many stories to start off with, with like, oh this black person at Kroger, right. What does that matter? Like, why can't you just say, like, this lady or this man or... Yeah. Um, it's just a real... It's ingrained, you know, that there's a lot a lot of that. And uh, But th- this film does a lot to, to kind of break that shit down and, and put it under the microscope and reveal it for what it is, which is mostly just ignorance and, uh, and unfounded bullshit. So uh, let's start by uh, tackling the the racial issues because that's those are obviously the most um, that that's you know what it's centered around. So um, we'll we'll just say broadly the uh, the racial issues or racism in the U.S. I just want to throw in real quick that the uh, Black Socialist of America uh, did a did an excellent thread on on uh, March twenty second on Twitter uh, dissecting the the term and concept. Of, of white privilege, uh, I just want to read a, a couple of the uh, posts that they made from it. Um, it, it. They start off with saying, quote, When the first Africans arrived in Virginia in 1619, there were no, quote, white people there with them, but, quote, British people. According to co- colonial records, there wouldn't be, quote, white people there for another 60 years. The hands of imperialism extended from ethnostates, not racial groups. Then they go on to ask, other Europeans come into America? Poor Europeans come into America? Potential for poor and working class solidarity? Oh no, the ruling class Europeans thought. Let's construct a racial hierarchy. The psychological wage we give whites will divide the proletariat. Very interesting. Very, uh... Very accurate, very thought-provoking, super important. Um, I think that's great, and I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, unfortunately, 
And I think that still ties in very well with the themes of this film. Yeah. Uh, Peel told the New York Times, quote, I was making the movie in that period when Trayvon Martin was killed. What originally started as a movie to combat the lie that America had become post-racial became a movie where the cat is out of the bag, and now we're having this conversation. I realized I had to shift it a little bit. It became less about trying to create wokeness and more about trying to offer us a hero out of this turmoil to offer escape and joy, end quote. I think that's a really interesting take, and that's that's something I've thought about um, or, uh, or, or, or really experienced uh, as a, uh, I guess, as a, a, a you know, white male of, of some, uh, some privilege because of that. Um, I, I didn't think about their, you know, Chris, uh, the character in the film, Daniel Clay's character in the film, being some sort of, um, you know, figure or, or heroic figure that could come out of this, all of this uh, tragedy and, and, and uh, all the awful shit that's going on involving racism in the U.S. So I think that was, uh, that was really uh, an interesting thing that he said and, and really an, an important point. Um, so initially you see um, they are uh, Rose Armitage, his girlfriend, and Chris uh, are headed to her parents' home, and uh, they're pulled over, right? Yeah. And uh, almost immediately, uh, Chris is is asked for his ID, and and initially, um, you you you, uh, uh, at least I was um, kind of rooting for for Rose in the way that she shut him down, and was just you know basically told the cop to fuck off. Um, which we will learn later. Um, she's not so cool, but um, no, and and even that that instance, it it's a it's a double edged sword because uh, we think initially she's uh, she's wanting to protect Chris, but actually she's more wanting to protect herself because uh, as we learn uh, what the what the family does, um, the the police won't be able to interfere because they they have no knowledge of who chris is right there's the you know it's been said that that was done to um to make sure there was no paper trail right yeah it's not that the cops would help right um a a lone black man uh against a whole middle class family of of fucking white people yeah they uh, yeah i mean they've got to be upper middle class uh I'm comfortable with upper middle class. Yeah. At least, you know, I mean, uh, maybe maybe they are middle class for upstate New York. Maybe. maybe that's a good maybe, point. Maybe, they, they you do know what I mean? Shit, I don't know. We, yeah. We're, we're in Memphis. You know, so <laughs> yeah, we're, we're in the South. Uh, and, and I love Memphis, but... Uh, absolutely. You know, but th- but there's uh, there's probably a difference in uh, in upstate New York. So, who knows? Uh, let us know if, if, you, uh, if you have some knowledge on that issue. Um... But yeah, there's a, there's just institutional racism being touched on here, um, and um, finally they get to the house. Um, they talk about hitting a deer. I don't know what deer represent in the film because they're they're always popping up, you know. 
What's that about? You have any ideas? Not a clue. I forgot they were a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, they hit the deer, and then um, uh, yeah, they, I, I, they I, get to the house, and uh, Dean Armitage, the, the dad, Rose's dad, is, is just complaining about how de- you know overpopulation of deer, and he's super happy they hit a deer. He just, the man doesn't like deer, um, and I don't know. And then, and then later on, uh, in the end of the film, uh, spoiler alert: um, when Chris uh, kind of wakes up after being knocked out, and uh, we're skipping ahead, but hang with us. Um, there, he's facing. He's tied up to a chair, and he's about to watch that like indoctrination yeah. video and they have him staring right into basically into the eyes of a of a deer's head on the wall. Do you think it do you think the um by overpopulation him saying the the overpopulation do you think he's saying uh it's a, a colloquial for for the the deer is like black people? I don't know. I uh I if anyone has any theories on that or knows anything about that, hit us up on Twitter because I kind of wondered about that. I don't, I don't have any ideas really myself, but there's got to be something, right? Sure. So. Um, it, if it, I forgot it was, it was that. Uh, it's prevalent, man. Yeah. It, it. Yeah. Now that you say that, yeah, they were super prevalent throughout the movie. I didn't pay any attention uh, specifically to the deer. I mean, they're just deer, but maybe there was a. Yeah. Because. Um, Normally in, in movies, when when uh, something pops up more than more than once or twice, there, there's yeah. usually some some reason behind it. Well, and in this film particularly, there's so much foreshadowing. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's just so much early on that is alluded to that you know later on is revealed to be something of meaning, especially on a, like a second or third viewing of the film. You really start to see a, a hell of a lot more come together and stuff that you didn't notice before. Right. So, um, you know, maybe something there will come to light. But, anyways, um, so they're uh, they're introduced and, and uh, to to her parents and uh, they find themselves in the backyard, uh, sitting around sitting around a table, and uh, and uh, Georgina. Um, uh, I guess it's kind of a housekeeper uh, mm-hmm. type. Um, uh, is employed by the Armitage family, um, which is a little strange because you know. So is the, the, so is Walter. I believe his name is the the gardener, mm-hmm. um, or groundskeeper. Um, uh, I'm not sure what the the right term is, but he. Um, the, it looks weird to Chris, you know, as it probably should, that the, the, this, you know, affluent white family is employing these um, African-American folks to, to, to serve them, and um, it's just very, very um, antiquated, and there's a lot of racial uh, undertones there, and, and Chris picks up on this, and, and that leads to the, uh, the, the now famous... A line of, uh, I would have voted for Obama for a third term. Right, right, and uh, so. Spoiler: as, You you would have been voting for 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 uh, 
drone bombings for yeah. for for little children and, and neoliberal status quo. But um, the uh, we digress. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you know he makes sure to say that, and and that's part of that. Um, what we'll dig into in a little bit uh, on the uh, white. American liberalism and its uh, hypocrisy to try to appeal to right and and explain away the you know racial tones yeah. I guess of, of of what had just been experienced by Chris and so um, super awkward too and, and you know and, but they mm-hmm. really they really uh, Jordan Peele did a great job of, of, of making sure that came across on the film and and uh, and uh, the actors in that scene as well, um, Bradley Whitford and, and uh, Daniel Kaluuya did a great job. It's it's iconic now. It's, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's going to remain a thing. But um, anyway, so Georgina is is uh, pouring them drinks at the table uh, in their backyard, and uh, ends up over pouring. I believe it's Chris's drink, um, and is kind of almost in like a trance kind of gets uh zones out you know yeah, just, uh, and uh and after she catches herself um um she is told by uh, missy armitage the mother uh rose's mother to uh, quote get some rest right um and that comes up later too because you'll notice that after each of these weird little, um, you know, instances um, that that a lot of the people the the um, the people in the film have, they'll say either Dean or Rose will say, "Get some rest." Hmm. Right after it's uh, it's I guess it's kind of a way to put them back in their, you know, um, in their trance or in the, the hyp- sure. hypnosis or whatever. But we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we'll dig into that a little more. Um, but uh, so so Georgina is uh, is uh, introduced there, and she's a really interesting character. Um, that becomes even more interesting. Um, but that night... Um, when Chris and Rose return to um, the guest room or whatever they're staying, or Rose's old room, um, when they're just the two of them, Rose is apologizing and she's saying that, you know, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize that they were going to say these things or that I didn't realize that they were maybe casually racist, right? Um, and, and, uh, so, you know, she 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 uh, she's apologizing for this and, and acting as if she knows now that uh, how weird it was, um, and and the way that they treated Georgina and told her to, you know, go get some rest and you know, for how how everything went down and how weird it was and uh, because for example at dinner that evening, what started out as a casual conversation turned very strange. Super. Um, due mostly to uh, her brother Jeremy. Um, they were talking sports a little bit, and he went into this thing about how if 
if Chris pushed his body, he could be a, a machine or something, uh, you know, something like that in, in MMA, which was super weird. And, uh, um, and it, it, Jeremy is played by Caleb Landry Jones, who does an excellent job, and uh, was also in uh, was also Red in, in three billboards outside of Missouri, and uh, he's super good, and he plays this character Jeremy Armitage uh, really well, and he's just a creep, just a weirdo, yeah, super and, creepy, uh, and so he he makes everybody super uncomfortable, and uh, and. Uh, just turns from very casual dinner to very uncomfortable and, and Chris is uh, showing that at this yeah. point um, but uh, um, essentially the you know Rose is, is apologizing for all this and she asks the question uh, how are they different from the cop right right that's super interesting because it highlights that um, that that kind of liberal um, you know kind of uh, kind of hypocrisy where um, the cop was more I guess blatantly targeting Chris sure, uh, for yeah, harassment as they but, mostly do yeah but the the the, um, the family she was realizing um, or acting as if she realized that uh that her family was kind of doing some of the same things, but in a casual kind of under the radar, more under the radar way, which is uh, super, just as fucked up and weird. Um, yeah. But it's it's that ingrained shit where you have these racist ideas, even if you're not, if you, if you don't claim to be racist or you're not called out as being a racist on a regular basis. It's just such a um, a thing, a part of the culture that. Uh, that you know, she recognizes that, and I think that's right. super interesting. Um, but uh, it, it still ends up. It, it's wild how like she knows all of this, but it's still basically all an act. It is all an act. Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, she, but she's, she's just, right. She's she's on the money with right. with all of her assessments. Right, which kind of you know gives you like a false sense of like. Uh, Security and what she knows uh, it, yeah, before it, she turns on him. That's uh, that's probably uh, intended by by Peel is because I mean most liberals know that that like what goes on with with black people um, are is, is shitty. Yeah, but, but they they know everything and they're just like eh, we can't be bothered by it. Yeah, and a lot of them just choose to. Either they don't go far enough um, in 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 their ideas to um, fix all of this and right know, like plant, a, you know institutional racism and the prison industrial complex and all these things that um, disproportionately affect African Americans by design right um, or, so or they willingly ignore it you know so many of them are are like yeah I unequivocally support. Um, social justice for for black people but but black lives matter and all that's that's too extreme for me right or they they're not the all lives matter crowd where they intentionally try and turn it turn it around but they you just don't really see them supporting black lives matter either you know and, right and, uh, if they support it at all it's just super quietly and 
um, not uh, not enough. They don't but. have any. There's a there's a, a a street on in Memphis on on McLean that uh, this this one house has a. Um, that that thin blue line bullshit um, as a, as a sign in their front yard, and then directly across the street is a Black Lives Matter. Yeah. So I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Uh, I, I figure the uh, the black the BM BML or BLM uh, sign is is a it has to be a direct response to to that thin blue lives shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just. It's also just a really good example of um, of the culture here, you know. Yeah. Of you know, right across the street, somebody with completely different uh, or you know even diametrically opposed ideas. Yeah. Um, but good which I for, mean, good weird for that uh, person. Yeah, absolutely. To fight and you know, fuck that uh, blue line bullshit. But um, also, it's worth noting that uh, that. Before Dean Armitage tells Chris he would have voted for Obama for a third term, uh, just going back a little bit, he explains away the the reason for them um, hiring these 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 people for their service is that um, they were employed by uh, his parents, I guess, uh, and he didn't want to let them go after his after they died. So it's almost as if he's providing some sort of service or some sort of, you know, um, he's explaining it away, but also saying like, um, I just couldn't let him go. I just couldn't fire him, you know, as if like almost to me, it's kind of like crass in a sense, because it's, it's like taking advantage of the fact that they, of their, you know, kind of socioeconomic, uh, situation. Sure. Um, and, uh, and retaining their services, uh, and 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 almost um, patting himself on the back for doing so. But, what a good job we have right, done! But that's the way he explains it away, which of course turns out to not even be the case. But right. uh, but it's a super interesting uh, super interesting scene. Uh, later on that night, Chris goes out to smoke. Um, he has a a pretty creepy and and jumpy run in with with. Uh, um, both Georgina and Walter. Mm-hmm. Um, he's out there. Uh, he's about to light up a cigarette, and he sees Walter, who is a big guy, um, running right at him like full speed. Yeah, which was alarming. Fuck all that. I, that I'd run my yeah, ass. Yeah, I mean, and he just stood there. Chris just stood there and and kind of dodged him, let him run by. Yeah, I'd have, I'd have been out of there, but. Um, that was really alarming and super weird. And then he turns around, and and Georgina's character is just staring right out the window, you know, at the uh, the back do- back door, um, the glass in the back door, and, and and she's just staring right out there. It's kind of creepy. And and then she walks away, and Chris is just like, I want to make a, a quick what little the fuck's going yeah. on, you know? It's 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 weird. Go ahead. Just a, a quick little. I thought uh, Jordan Peele didn't didn't use these like. Overt sounds uh, like like most typical horror movies do, uh, like like the big ass jump scares as as they're called. He yeah, uses yeah. these these subtle little uh, chimes or, or just yeah. a, just a little ding as as yeah, as, it's super cool. Um, not it's not overt. It's just real subtle, but but enough to 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 startle you just enough. Yeah, and they uh, kind of remind me of like Hitchcock type. Yeah, Hitchcock right type. 
uh, scenes uh, paired with that type of you know music and, and, and sounds super cool um, anyways back to sure no good point I mean it's it because it happens in that scene too you know yeah as he as he's like looking up to, to see Georgina there's that that, yeah. that little quick little sound and um, I thought those were um, a nice touch as opposed to the 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 blatant jump scare noises yeah. that, that most people use yeah um so he walks back in and there is Missy Armitage, the mother, um, sitting in her little office area, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, with like a cup of tea, uh, and she asks him to, to, to come on in and, and, and talk with her, and, and he sits down across from her, and, and this begins one of the most interesting scenes, maybe one of the best scenes in the film, but there are a lot of them. Um, this is where Chris is hypnotized. Now, uh, we should have mentioned that uh, at the at the table in the backyard earlier uh, in the film, when Chris meets Georgina, um, Dean and Missy ask him if he smokes because he's kind of just acting as if he's like a, got a nervous habit or something, I guess. And right. they pick up on it and they ask about that and and they offer to have Missy hypnotize him and fix it, you know, have him not smoke anymore because that's what she did for Dean years earlier. Um, and he turns him down because he's kind of weirded out by it, rightfully so. Uh, so, anyways, um, so now he, he, he comes in back into the house that night uh, after the, the, the first day of all this weird shit, and uh, Missy catches him and has him sit down across from her, and, and it, again, it starts casually... Mm-hmm. Just like dinner, you know, and just like the conversation earlier, um, you know, at the at the in the backyard, but then it it you know it moves pretty quickly into um, her asking about his mother, and you know earlier he said his dad wasn't in the picture, uh, but his mother, he was raised by a single mother who then um, died when he was young. So um, you have to imagine that uh, kind of also um, there's some socioeconomic things, I guess, uh, mm-hmm. highlighted here because uh, she pressures him kind of into, into opening up, and it's a really well-acted scene by Dan O'Clua. And, uh, and he opens up about how the night that his mother died, he was at home alone watching TV, and, and she was coming home from work. you know. And so that kind of highlights the... Uh, lifestyle, I guess, of, of um, and the, the conditions in which, um, you know, single mothers have to be at work. Sure, and, and yeah, kids can absolutely. Just, just have to be home alone. And We should also mention, and, uh, like, at, at the whole time, she's, like, stirring her... Yeah. She's stirring her, her, her teacup spoon around, which right. is... It's making it's, this little uh, obnoxious clanging kind of noise yeah then and that's the 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 subtle version of the of the hypnosis or whatever right that's i guess what is um you know and and i i believe he makes a joke about dangling something in front of him or something to hypnotize him Mm -hmm. and then she says no that's not how it works or something like that and you know we don't know it yet and he doesn't know but she's using that sound to to uh work her way in yeah and uh before he knows it, um, she has put him in what is referred to as the sunken place, 
which is, I think, a, a really an integral part of this whole yeah. thing. She tells him, fall into the floor. And yeah. at first you're like, what? And then, then the the camera work for... Oh, it's so good. Yeah, the camera work for, for when he goes into the sunken place is absolutely amazing. Yeah, he's just falling through um, just kind of a dark, almost like void. empty space. Yeah, void kind of like area. And it's... Uh, you can see the look on his face and the, and the, and the, and the pain and emotion and and he's um, it's it's super interesting and it, and it must be uh, maybe some sort of at least I, I think it may be some sort of metaphor for for the uh, the position in which a lot of I think um, you know white um, white supremacy and, and white people have put um, black people in in the country. Yeah, and, the, uh, uh, the marginalized area that right. No matter how far they or uh, not far, uh, no matter how hard they try to scratch and claw their way out of it, there's just there's just no way out, and there's uh, unfortunately nothing they can do about it but just sit back and 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 watch them themselves be be victims of of all of this uh, this racism and and problems that. Uh, will seemingly plague uh, America for for still years to come. Right, and um, and you know, in reference to the sunken place, I think everybody wanted to know what that was about, and um, and and Jordan Peele must have had a lot of questions about that because in in March, uh, I believe of 2017, after the film was released, uh, he tweeted. Quote, the sunken place means we are marginalized. No matter how hard we scream, the system silences us, end quote. And so that's right there from, uh, from his own words. And, uh, and that's just a super interesting um, metaphor, I guess, and, and, and uh, way to, to work that in and really put a visualization um, to that feeling for, for people who, you know, for white people, I guess, uh, or... or or non-marginalized groups of people who don't necessarily understand or can relate to that, that's a really strong visualization for, for what that must be like, and I just think that's super important. So, I mean, again, just kudos to Jordan Peele, because, man, he, he, he made that come across just uh, expertly. Absolutely. So while they're, uh, again, going back to the uh, one of the initial conversations in the film uh, between Chris and, and Rose and Rose's parents, uh, Dean and Missy, they um, they say um, that there's going to be this get together, this event, this kind of like elite bullshit, you know, affluent uh, white people party, um, you know, country club kind of people, I guess. Um, yeah, because naturally the the weekend the the, the sole black guy comes to the right. to the white family. There's there's going to be a a get together of all white people to make him feel even more uncomfortable. Yeah, which uh, which you know on on second viewing is a little bit convenient, but um, the 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 first time you see it, Rose is just like, oh, I didn't, you know, no, it's not, it's, it couldn't be this weekend, and uh, they say it's an old family tradition. You right. Know? Um, but but they say, yeah, you just forgot it is this weekend, um, and uh, so so that next day the. Uh, they attend this strange party um, where the first guy I think that they talked to, I think his name was Gordon, uh, he was a former pro golfer, 
and he makes sure to say that he 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 knows Tiger Woods, you know. Oh yeah, you got to relate is, to him somehow. <laughs> which is kind of, I mean, that's just kind of one of those weird, awkward, casual, racist things that people do. Um, but then he uh, he he says, "Let me see your form, Chris. Do you play golf? Let me see, you know." Um, Super uncomfortable. Because yeah, and you think at first he's just being weird, um, and then you realize he's. Um, I don't know what term to use. I, any of them sound awful, and but it like kind of like shopping for yeah, a, feeling him a, out, a, measuring a him body, up, body, yeah, to later transplant his brain into. So he wants to see if he'll he'll be good at golf, so he can you know relive all of that. Hit the greens. <laughs> yeah. So um, super super weird. And then another lady whose husband is. Uh, elderly and, and, and uh, I believe he's like disabled or something uh, mm. um, this lady is like feeling up on Chris's arms and as an introvert and stuff that'd, and, <laughs> that'd, right? be, that'd be my first sign fuck all this I'm out yeah and uh, and I mean it, it definitely at this point he's like are these white people just this fucking weird <laughs> or like is something going on but um, so then he's walking around and he meets um, or rather he sees Another uh, another black person there, and he walks up to him, and he says, you know, something like, "Good to see somebody else here," you know, um, I, kind of relating, I guess, referring to uh, the fact that they're the only two black guys there, yeah. right? And uh, and on and, and and at the time uh, he meets Andre or uh, who is referred to as Logan at the time, I believe. Uh, who's dressed like an old white guy and is and acts like an old white guy and makes Chris all of that more uncomfortable, right? Um, and, uh, and yeah, then, he he even does the the the, the mistakes, the uh, the fist bump and grabs his fist and then, right instead of and then, total white guy move. <laughs> and then speaking from experience, uh, and. Then, <laughs> And and then uh, and then uh, an, an older white lady walks up and kind of escorts Logan or Andre away from Chris, so as not to be uh, weirder, so things don't get any stranger. But um, so that's uh, that's super weird. And then I noticed it uh, on this second or third time I watched it. I didn't notice it at first, but she leads him to a group of other white people over here, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Logan slash Andre does this strange kind of spin around where he steps back. She motions towards him with her hands mm-hmm. as if to show him off. And then he steps back and does a, a spin around kind of thing as if saying, "Hey, look at this." Yeah, like what? No, I didn't this, notice that. Look at my new form. You know what I'm saying? Like, Holy shit! No, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, man, I didn't notice it the first time either. But I noticed that that's where she takes him to, and then he kind of she's basically showing off. It worked. This and is, he's showing it off as well. Right, because wow. he's not Andre anymore. He's Logan now, even though Andre's in there somewhere. How fucking creepy. Yeah, so the, watch this film a couple times. You'll see some shit like that. But um, then uh, Chris walks away and, and is kind of uh, just photographing different things. And he uh, he stumbles upon Jim Hudson, 
who is an art gallery owner, conveniently, and also conveniently has heard of Chris and his work. Um, he tells him he used to be a photographer, but now he's blind. And, uh, and so his assistant helps him, you know, describes all the work to him and, and, and helps him figure all that out. Um, and, uh, and they, they, it seems like they bond a little bit because, uh, Jim Hudson says that the other people are ignorant and, uh, you know, they just don't know any better and all that stuff. And, um, you think he, Chris may have found a little bit of uh, relief in that scene. Mm -hmm. uh, so, anyways, then Chris goes, uh, but that'll come back. Uh, that'll come back around for sure. Uh, uh, then Chris goes up to his room where they're staying and realizes that his phone's been unplugged, right. hasn't, been, hasn't been charging. But he he calls uh, his his friend Rod, who is house sitting for Chris and taking care of his dog while he's away. Probably and the best friend in, in movie history. Yes, Rod is is super cool and uh and rod works for the tsa and and uh and he has his suspicions rod does after being told about what's going on here so um he's he's saying all this all this you know chris is telling him what's been going on and and rod's like that's like a there's a, they're 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 bringing black people there and like you know, it's a sex slave operation or something. I mean, like, Naturally. He's, like he's like super, um, he already has a theory and it's remarkably prescient. It's really, uh, it, he's on it already. Rod is remarkably, um, already onto him before maybe anybody else. He's very aware of. Yeah. So, um, then, uh, the phone dies because it hadn't been, uh, charged very well. And uh, Georgina then comes in, and uh, they have this weird scene where uh, we're in a really good way, but Georgina is just acting really strangely, and and, um, and she explains that the phone just came unplugged when she was, you know, dusting or something like that, or uh, wiping wiping the uh, the table down, and. Uh, Chris says something like, "Hey, I, you know, I just he's trying to relate to her, and and he says like, uh, he's trying to, I guess, also find some like solidarity in that place, and and says like, you know, I just get nervous when uh, when too many white people are around, right? And she locks up and just kind of freezes up, and she smiles really big, and it's super creepy, and she begins to like tear up, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and she sounds super scripted, and, you know, she's just like, no, 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 not at all. You know, that's that's not my experience at all. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a super awkward scene, super weird, um, but just expertly done again. And uh, so, the, you know, I mean, one thing after another, the, Chris is just... just uh, really starting to figure out something's going on. Yeah. Um, so then he... Something uh, is afoot, for sure. <laughs> definitely. So uh, then he, he walks back outside, and and everybody's kind of staring at him and says... Uh, and, and one of the... He's introduced to a couple more people, and one of them asks if he feels that the African-American experience... Uh, 
puts them at an advantage or a disadvantage, uh, something to that effect, which is another super awkward and strange thing to do and, and just puts them on the spot. And, and he then tries to, Andre is there, Logan slash Andre is there, and he tries to bring him in to the, uh, to the conversation and says, hey, uh, I'm going to let you take this one, kind of. And, uh, and, of course, he says, Logan says, uh, something, something scripted, you know, something mm-hmm. that he's supposed to say, right? Uh, and something about how he doesn't get out of the house much anymore. Um, and then Chris is trying to discreetly with his phone take a picture of, of this person because of, of the strange vibe he's getting from right. him. And, uh, and when he does, the flash goes off. Um, and, uh, and it, and it, 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 Logan then kind of freezes again, just Mm -hmm. like, just like Georgina did. And his nose begins to bleed and he, you see him almost kind of snap out of it, whatever it is, the hypnosis or trance or whatever. And, and he, he looks at Chris and just says, get out. Yeah. Get out, you he know, which is running at him. Yeah, which is which is another one of those like really big important scenes in the film, and um, and he just starts yelling, "Get out, get out!" You know, and he's like trying to warn him, you know, um, and that is uh, a, a super good scene, but super creepy, right? Mm-hmm. And this is kind of all. Then everything kind of turns, you know. This is kind of. Uh, that kind of catalyst for everything shifting and Chris being like, okay, something's fucking wrong. Um, and, uh, and, and I think that that is super interesting. And, and, and then after that, uh, Chris and Rose go for a walk and Logan is taken back to, 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 to Missy's office. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and put back under, I guess, you know? Right, yeah. And then, uh, again, it comes up, right when he comes out, um, Dean Armitage says, you know, go home and get some rest. The get some rest thing comes back up, which, again, must be a uh, some sort of phrase that they use to put them under or something. Like a buzzword or yeah, something. Yeah, 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 something like that. Kind of like the opposite of what the Flash was. Um, which kind of like woke them up, or, or um, I don't know. What, what would you say the the flash kind of symbolized? Maybe like a shocking them back into like their their reality, kind of like a a quote unquote wokeness, as uh, Jordan Peele uh, used earlier. And yeah, I guess I I I I thought of it as as how like. Um, it's like the 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 cell phone and like the, there's so much. I I wanted to say like it 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 represented um, the the cell phone being the 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 use of the camera or whatever being like how how like we're all this like information and and uh, the way that like technology te- has yeah technology kind of is furthered. like in our hands and and how like. Uh, and it's the way that, like, a lot of, you know, a lot of these, like, 
you know, poli- a lot of these police brutality cases have been caught on video and, right, and, and, yeah. and stuff because of cell phones. And there's, I don't know, maybe there's a way that, that, you know, technology and cell phones and stuff like that can be used as kind of like a tool to... Um, Wake people up and, yeah, and, and yeah. see the world around them for how it actually is. Right. Um, I kind of stumbled around with that. I apologize, but it 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 it, it, it it's such a a, a deeper uh, way to, to 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 get around it and like get right. it. Uh, it's a pretty deep message, uh, if that's what it, it is intended yeah. to be. Yeah, I think it's uh, really, really excellent, and, and, and even if it wasn't intended, it's kind of, uh, um, it's hard to tell at this point what is intended and what is not in this film because there's so many layers, but regardless, I mean, if people are getting this out of it, I mean, it's just, a, it's, it, it's that's art, you know, and that's the, uh, um, again, you know, we don't tell anybody what things uh, are supposed to be about or anything like that, um, but that's what we get out of it, so, I mean, that's... Um, the art was effective on that right basis so so there are uh, there are just a lot of themes um, when he is um, when he is finally uh, when he finally you know kind of catches on and and the uh, he finds these photographs in Rose's room um, after being told by Rod that the, that the Logan person, after he sends the picture that triggered mm-hmm. that whole thing to Rod, Rod says, that's Andre uh, Hayworth, I believe. And, uh, and he, you know, we, we knew him uh, through somebody else. And, um, and, and Chris says, oh, yeah, that is. You know, I do recognize him. And, uh, and so, you know, what's going on? Maybe it is, you know, he goes back to his, his yes. slave theory. and he's it's got to be that. Pretty close. And, uh so so then he uh, he he says you know Chris says okay we're getting the fuck out of here and, and he alerts Rose um, and and then she goes uh, she she walks away for a minute um, and and Chris finds these pictures of mm-hmm. all of the other black people that she's brought home right and uh, one of them is Georgina one of them is Walter you know and um, and he's he figures it out. And uh, then he tries to get out of there. He is, um, he is, the, she, uh, the, the Missy, the mother, um, uses the the old teacup, the teacup to to knock him out and put him back under. And and he wakes up and tied to a chair. And he watches this video, which basically is just like this eugenics thing of of uh, about how you know just the differences of of. Of, of you know how white people are superior in this way or that way and put in the body of a black person would benefit them this way I mean it's just it's awful shit and right. and then he realized it's been a, a dynastic kind of family fucking business or whatever mm-hmm. and by neurosurgeon Dean Armitage is is, is actually taking the, the, the brain out of these white people and putting them in to these black people that Rose is bringing home, and and he realizes that Jim Hudson, the blind photographer guy, right, is Wants the one who he, he won the bid or, or or the bingo or whatever the hell that was earlier, and uh, and now he's about to get his brain in his body, um, and 
from that point on, he uh, essentially uh, he 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 tries and thankfully successfully uh, does escape the situation, and uh, and Rod is there to uh, to save T-S the damn motherfucking day. A. Yep. Look at him go. So, you know, there, there's just a lot of those. Uh, it's 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 a hell of a film, and there's a lot of of, of themes and, and just uh, undercurrents and, and things to discuss. Um, the 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 uh, liberal hypocrisy is one thing I just want to touch on one more time before we uh, wrap this up. Um, you know, there's just that facade of the American experience um, that Jordan Peele kind of touched on uh, when, when uh, in the, the, the quotes at the beginning of the show where, um, you know, there are white liberals who, who want to pretend that we're post-racial. You yeah. Know, and, and things like that. And it's just, uh, that's not doing anybody any good. You nope. know, it's, it's, it's just ignoring, it's choosing to ignore it. And... Um, and uh, and there's something to the fact that this whole operation was generational and dynastic in the way uh, a lot of wealthy white families uh, have seemed to control power in U.S. politics as well. You know, you got um, you got the you know obviously the Kennedys and Clintons and things like that and Bushes and um, I think maybe maybe where, whether it was meant to happen or not the uh, that alluding to those dynasties and those you know wealthy kind of elite white families and their control of businesses or politics right. in the in, in, in the US is something that was really interesting, really important too. So Yeah. So Speaking of, of specifically the the Clintons, uh, do do you think that, that uh, Dean and, and Missy was was somewhat of a of, of a comparison to uh, because because uh, Darren uh, Clinton's or specifically Bill's uh, Hillary never got one. Um, Good job, America. <laughs> Not that I'm, I'm defending her by any means, but uh, would have been better than what we have. Um, anyways, uh, Bill was was extremely harmful to to, to black people in, in his right. eight years of presidency. And it seems that he, in a sense, people say that he related to the black experience, I guess, or African American experience, and well, he could play the because, the saxophone. Yeah, and and it's kind of, I guess, patronizing, or <laughs> you know, in that sense. But it's like, you know, because of where he came from, and he, you know, uh, came from Arkansas and, and from from relative poverty, and um, but he, yeah, I mean, you know, regarding crime and and uh, and and. You know, he's he deregulated Wall Street. He's the uh, you know his his crime bills and, and different things that uh, disproportionately would, uh, or his crime agenda all 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 around. I guess we should say uh, disproportionately affected you know minority groups. Right. And, he uh, fucked up welfare. Uh, we all know about the Thirteenth Amendment that that uh, slavery is is illegal uh, basically unless you're in prison. Mm-hmm. So so that that. Uh, jacked up the incarceration rate of of of, of black people um, and it just disproportionately affected the the, the entire community and uh, um, so I think that's interesting I think it could be I think it could be maybe like a um, whether it was intentional or not could be some sort of um, there could be some sort of parallel between those those types of families right and, because like sure. um, there's there's a, a certain 
not uh, there's definitely a, 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 a like an incarceration because like when um, Chris is, is finding out about um, this this eugenics program that they're doing um, that that he will still be somewhat conscious of what of what's going on right um, that's a good point but he'll be um, basically um, he just can't do anything about yeah, it which, yeah. which is what a lot of people uh, black people in, in jail are often experiencing um, they even if they didn't really do anything worth deserving being in jail like uh, being addicted to fucking drugs which our own country pretty much set them up to, to be hooked on and um, yeah there's uh there's just a lot there and those are those are really great points um, uh, I think we're gonna wrap it up uh, hopefully everybody out there is enjoying it and uh, if you have any, any any thoughts of your own on this issue please hit us up on Twitter at uh, film leftist or email us at uh, leftist film podcast at gmail.com um, Again, we appreciate you. Um, we will be uh, our next episode will be on the black on Black Panther, uh, so that should be be uh, really fun to talk yeah, about. Yeah, I'm super excited about yeah, that one. Yeah, great film. Um, anything else? Nope, that's it. Great. Uh, well, we appreciate you. We would love a uh, review and rating on iTunes um, if you manage to find us over there. And uh, we appreciate you. We're signing off. Ready?